sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. One of the most common things that we do as Catholics, one of the things that typifies us as Catholics. In fact, probably the most important thing for us as Catholics is our participation in the Holy Mass. But precisely because it is so common and familiar to many of us, we don't oftentimes take the time to understand why we do what we do at Mass and what difference it makes in your life. But that's precisely what we're going to be talking about today on Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into today's topic, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, or if you have ideas for future episodes, please contact us. The easiest way to do so is by email, and the address is ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. I'm joined in studio. I mean, it's it's a mass episode, so it must be. If it's the mass, it must They're be like, Renee. Yes, it's yes, Renee. Yes, yes, yes. As soon as I, so long time. <laughs> Um, viewers or listeners to the podcast will probably know that we've got this occasional series uh, walking through the mass mm-hmm. uh, that we're doing, and and, and it's I, I couldn't switch to Robin for no. this. That'd just be totally weird. Yeah, it would be. <clears throat> uh, because you alone have all the recall of what we've talked about. <laughs> oh, the, boy. The, uh, the couple episodes uh, that we've done in the mass before. Couple. So we are taking our time in this series, really yep. trying to do a deep dive Um to savor, you know, it, so, you know, oh, sorry. Okay, I'm getting excited. I'm getting excited. Get excited. <laughs> uh, r- before we get into this, uh, Renee, just real briefly, in case somebody's tuned in before at least when you're on, uh-huh. who are you? Uh, oh, we're going to do this. I wasn't expecting that. It's been a while. Uh, I am the Renee Kranz, the Director of Communication for the Diocese. So you just said, I am the Renee Kranz. I am you the that? Renee I am Kranz. The... <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. I know I'm not the only one. Okay. Uh, um, yeah. Director of Communications for the Diocese, um, married to my husband, Ryan, for almost 21 years now. By the time anyone hears this, it'll probably be 21 years. Um, <laughs> uh, gosh. From Watertown area originally. There we go. How about that? South yeah. Dakota native. Yes. There we go. Uh, no, I have not lived here my entire life, but nearly. I was in okay. Iowa for three years. For three years. Okay. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Sorry, wow. Iowa. <laughs> it wasn't that bad, but boy, was it humid. <laughs> it's the corn. Puts well, up, turns out, and where we lived, that. there was a cornfield like right. Oh, yeah. 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 I realized somebody explained that to me for South Dakota, uh, not the not South Dakota natives, but uh, if you aren't familiar with South Dakota or if like me, you're a uh, transplant. Right. Um, it, it always always gets muggy in August, and that's partly, not exclusively, but partly because... The corn. The corn. Yep. It just puts off some serious Carbon moisture. Carbon dioxide. Yes. Yeah, and moisture. <laughs> moisture, yeah. eh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Renee, you and I, we've got this series that we've been doing, um, I don't know how many episodes, 10-ish episodes, 10, something. 12, somewhere in there, on the mass, and we are, we're, we're, we're past the homily. We, we got through... We're about halfway. Yeah, and and you know, we last time we went months between yes episodes of Mass. Yes, that's bad. We can't let it go no, too long. No, people will lose interest, and we that's don't want right. that. No, exactly. <laughs> don't so, lose interest. <laughs> so do please feel free to browse the archives to get caught up. Mm-hmm. You can on YouTube. You can speed up. Uh, yeah, uh, and, and on YouTube we actually have it set up as a playlist, I yeah, believe, I, for yeah, the Mass. Sure yeah. but but you can like you can watch it at one time speed or. <laughs> 
one and a half or one seven five. Well, they might not be able to understand to you. Me. What? You're a fast talker. It might be bad. So thank you for saying that because that gets me back to the thing that I wanted to say before I said we have oh, to introduce okay. you. Okay. So we're taking the sauntering meander through the mass because Renee, I don't know about anybody else, but I need to take time yeah. for things yeah. because I do everything quickly. Mm-hmm. I've always known that. I found myself saying that to different in different contexts, presentations, meetings a lot lately. Right. So somehow it's really in the forefront of my consciousness that I do everything. Fa- I'm impatient. Thanks, Dad. And I'm going to get a phone call now. Thank you, Mr. Bergwald. Um, no, that's that's not on my parents. I'm impatient, and I do. I, just, I eat fast. I walk fast. Mm-hmm. I talk fast. Mm-hmm. I do all the things fast. Yes. Uh, and 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 many, almost all the best things are meant are not, to be savored. Yes. Yes. So we're savoring the mass in right. this occasional series. As slow as you can possibly go. <laughs> um, so we are, we're, we're picking up where we left off in episode, I think it was 560. Uh, so we're, we're picking up right after the homily. Mm-hmm. Uh, last time, the thing that I asked you, but your, your engineer over here mm-hmm. saved you. Mm-hmm. What happens after the homily? And what Elise actually said was, do you remember, Elise, what you said? I'll ask you the questions. Uh, even though you're you off know, my... but I know the right answer now. <laughs> she do? said the right answer last time. Well, it's silence. Oh. So, ooh, Did I just say so that fancy. before we recorded? No, you said it in the... She said silence, and you remember. by the way. Well, yeah, because... Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> I think of it now when oh. we get to silence. Gotcha. Um as opposed to what, do you remember what you said when Renee, you were, you were, you were being very kind to Renee? Uh, probably um, the intentions. No, that's what she I, said. That's what I said. Oh, oh, um. oh see. Mm. Do you remember Renee? I, the creed. What she said? The creed. The creed. The creed. The creed. Yeah. The creed. Oh, no. the creed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really wish we had had the camera on you right now. <laughs> Me too, folks. You, you missed you miss, out because yeah. Elise does not have herself on camera yeah so that so was fantastic after the, most people most people would say what elise said last time what comes after the homily the creed mm-hmm. um but we spent some time at the end of last episode 560 talking about no actually there's that time for silence which yeah. is not required right but increasingly recommended mm-hmm. um but then the next thing that comes is the creed right. and i mentioned how well so the creed there can be two. There are two options, though, of the creed right. to say at mass. Right. Do you know what they are? Yes. What are they? It's the Apostles' Creed or the Nicene Creed. Yes. Okay. Here's we like we usually the, say the Nicene Creed. Right. Yes. So why would you ever say the Apostles' Creed? Um. Well, you usually don't say the creed at daily mass, so trying to think of why you would i'm i know it says it in the book and i don't remember what it says to be honest, i don't think it says why you would it's just an option so many oh, okay. parishes like my parish state lambert's uh father paul king is our pastor and in lent and the easter season this year he's inviting us to say the apostles oh creed. okay um so oftentimes it's connected so it, in, um at easter you often have baptisms the easter vigil mm-hmm. um and and because of the Easter candle and so on, baptism is, is Easter is kind of the season in a right. way for baptism, right. uh, and it's it's a, it's a version of the Apostles' Creed that's often used for the the baptismal promises. Hmm. Okay, I, that's I think why in many cases it'd be the Apostles' Creed. Now it's pretty rare. I mean, Father King inviting us to do that at our parish. Yeah. So first of all, again, there's complete freedom. There's right. no. Um, 
uh, he's not doing it right, everybody else is wrong, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. There is complete freedom on the part of the priest to specify which one we're going right. to pray. Right, right. Um, but the Apostles' Creed is pretty rare. Yeah. So for me, oh, oh. And, and, they, how, and then you have better get the book again? out because, yeah. Yeah, because the, the only head, time I can say it is when I'm saying the rosary. Right. Because then like you're in that mode exactly. to say that. Yep. Yep. And I'm so. in the mode of Nicene Creed. Right. So uh, let, let, we'll talk about the, the, that creed for a minute. So do you, do you, do you know, or more importantly, can you say the full version? Of oh, the I doubt. I doubt it. I always. Okay. So I always, I follow along in my book. Because I've had a very, I love the new translation, but it has taken me a long time to not continue to revert back. And I have to have the book in front of me or I do tend to revert back. But I'm talking specifically about the title of this creed. The title? The name, the name of it. The Nicene Creed? What do you that's mean? That's not the full title. Oh. The full title of that Why, why you got to be so sneaky? I'm not being sneaky. <laughs> it's right here. Under the profession of faith. I have my Magnificat if people are listening. So the right side, profession of faith. Oh, there it is. Oh, okay. So the Niceno Constantinople. (laughs) I thought I'd be able to say it, but can't do it. We're pulling this clip, Elise. We're pulling. Right. The Nicene Constantinopolitan. There, I, that's what I was trying to say. The Nicene Constantinopolitan. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I still didn't quite Nicene Constantinopolitan. It. Come on, Renee. Everybody, come on, Elise. Let's sing along. Everybody. <laughs> the Nicene Constantinopolitan. Why the heck is it called the what? I can't say the words. Well, that alone. must have been. What do well, they mean? The, the Nicaea, the Council of Nicaea was during uh, Constantine's reign. Oh, Excellent guess with some knowledge of history. Well done, but <laughs> but wrong. apparently wrong. But wrong. Wow, I'm so, so batting we're, zero. We're, <laughs> I, listen, you get extra credit points for trying multiple times <laughs> to say Nicino Constantinopolitan. <clears throat> Um, but the key is to just say it fast, and, then and that's what I was trying to do. But it just wasn't. Speed wasn't that happen. up two times though on YouTube, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so the Nicene, the Nicene Creed. Just we don't need to. Right trying to make ourselves look dumber than we already do. <laughs> the Nicene Creed uh, comes from the Council, as you said, of Nicaea, but it was completed by the counts, the first Council of Constantinople. Oh, okay. So Nicaea 325, Constantinople 381. So okay. 50-ish, yeah, 56 years later. Okay. Uh, so the, the first... At Nicaea, and we'll explain about we'll talk about a little bit about Nicaea in a little bit because it's important uh, to understand the historical context. the 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 way the creed ended when Nicaea was done with it was, "You will come, in, you Lord, judge the living and the dead, and the kingdom will have no end." And I'm pretty sure right there it was, "Amen." Okay. So there was n- maybe maybe bare mention maybe of the Holy Spirit and of the church, oh. if at all. But Constantinople, Constantinople uh-huh. the, the first Council of Constantinople in 381, said we need to say more about the Holy Spirit as the third person of the Trinity and a bit more about the about church. About the church, yeah. Yep. <clears throat> so um, that's that's the. Do, does uh, is there any argument against that from? Uh, Protestants or anything like do they do Protestants accept that creed? I can't the remember. tradition. Uh, yeah, so I guess for lack of a better word, mainline Protestants. Uh-huh. Uh, so your Lutherans and your Methodists and Calvinists and so on, they all accept the creed. They will oftentimes. What do they do? They changed Catholic to Christian, yes. which makes me. La- 
I've heard that done before. And I'm like, you understand that that's a small C Catholic, which means universal. Universal, So you've actually literally changed Changed the the meaning meaning of that word. And and, and, uh, certainly, I mean, trust me, most pastors, uh, Protestant pastors whose, whose communities use the creed, they know that they know that they know, they know this, but they say that just because, well, we don't want to, we can't say that. The, How about the, education would be better? I, yeah, well, educate we, educate your your, I, your people as to what that means, rather than worry about. I know, I know. Yeah. that's akin to you know some some Lutherans will say this use the sign of the cross. Oh, the gesture, I've never seen the, that. Some some Lutherans will do that, but most Lutherans won't. Not because they disagree, not because right. it's against their teachings, but that's a Catholic thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so we, <laughs> I get it. It's kind of like how we used to be with Bible studies. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. All right. So, um, the other brief history, the apostles creed, where does the apostles creed come from, Renee? The apostles? <laughs> so, <laughs> the, the tradition, it, the, the apostles creed is a very ancient creed. It's over older than the Nicene right. creed. Um, and the, the small T tradition is that, and, okay. And I, I don't think this is literally true, but okay. it's just one of those nice, <laughs> You know, stories. Stories. <laughs> is that uh, the 12 apostles, so with um, Matthias, 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 uh, he, he replaced Judas. So mm. the, the 12 apostles with, with Matthias instead of Judas each came up with one of the 12 articles. There are 12 articles of the Apostles' oh, Creed. Oh, okay. Um, and that each of the 12 came up with one of them. Do you think they drew straws to see <laughs> who, who got which one? I don't, I don't but know. <laughs> I don't remember the precise history um, of the Apostles' Creed, but it is more ancient. And I think it might even, I think we might have, might have manuscript evidence of being late 1st oh, wow. or early 20th, or early 2nd century. Okay. Not sure, but it's older than the Nicene Creed. Right. And obviously the Nicene Creed is is derived from the Apostles' Creed right. to right. start this with, is, at yeah. least. Yeah. Yep. yep, the basic structure, yep. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, right. Um, right. with some reference to the church as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so a couple of things. I, wa- I do want to do a bit of a deeper dive into uh, kind of the history of, the, especially the Ni- Nicene Creed. Okay. Um, what we know about the Apostles' Creed, I mm-hmm. pretty much just said. Right. There's more to say about the one from Nicaea, though. But before that, do you have any? Do you have a guess? Or do you know, or do you have a guess? Either way, why do we recite the creed? We just listened to the word of God because I mentioned how mainline Protestants will use the Nicene Creed and the Apostles' Creed, for that matter. Um, but more evangelical-minded, quote-unquote evangelical or non-denominational Christians, mm-hmm. uh, Protestants, tend to sometimes avoid creeds. They're ambivalent or even a little bit anti-creed. Hmm. Okay. We don't need creeds. We've got the Bible. Oh, sure. Uh, so um, we, we would agree. Well, we do have the Bible. We just mm-hmm. listened to the Bible um, in the the readings, uh, especially culminating with the gospel at Mass. And then the priest, as we talked about last time, or the deacon, expounds on, mm-hmm. in the homily, expounds on the readings, uh, helping us connect what we heard in the right. Word of God to our own lives. Right. So why would we possibly need a creed? Yes, I rhymed. Um, so I would say because as humans, we need physical things and words are physical things in, in a way. Um, so we need to be able to recite and hear what we believe Mm. and uh, that like unifies us as a, as a group of people, like we're saying, this is what we believe. And I think it's, I think it's important to do that. I would guess that's why the church has us do that. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's my that's, guess. That's great. So remember, in this t- section, the Mass is titled The Profession of right, Faith. Right. We're professing our faith. Mm-hmm. This is technically not a prayer. I mean, right. we're not praying to God. Right. We're saying, I believe. Mm-hmm. So we're professing, um, proclaiming, if you will, right. the faith that we believe in as Christians. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and yeah, the church has always talked about the importance of being able, in a summary way, to express what it means to be a Christian. Right. It's not it's not taking the place of scripture so much as it is summarizing scripture. So say, isn't it all basically from it is, scripture? It is. It's like summarizing. why would you have a problem with that? Right, right. Yeah, and and I mean I to be honest right now I don't remember what the arguments are. I've looked at them before. I'm like, okay, I I get where you're coming from, but this is not replacing the Bible. This is not something or it, it's not even in addition to the yeah. Bible. I think that's usually yeah. Because I feel like if you're going to say that, then any interpretation you have, homily, (laughs) of of the Bible is not the Bible. So isn't, I mean, how is that? Right. I don't don't understand that idea. I, I, I think you're, you're, you're right on point there, actually. Yeah. So the creed is there for us as a summary way, as the community of disciples. We're not just individuals. This is the body of Christ, yeah. the church, the community of disciples. This is us expressing together what we believe. This mm-hmm. is what it means to be a Christian. Right. right. I believe in God. Yep. And this was hammered out over the course of centuries. So this kind okay. of gets us into the Nicene, the Niceno-Constantinopolitan Creed. <laughs> I had to say that one more time just to prove I could. Um, I'm not going to try. <laughs> so I want to talk about that next. But before we do, if you're tuning in, welcome to Ignition. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, talking today with Renee Kranz about the Mass. And we're focusing on the Creed, which we which we profess at Mass um, after a brief period of, of silence, after the homily, which is after the the, the readings. So this, by the way, well, we're not like we're not quite to the culmination of liturgy of the word. We're still sort of in um, the the opening. The, the four parts of the mass are the opening acts, the opening rites, they used mm-hmm. to be called the liturgy of the word, the liturgy of the Eucharist, and then the concluding acts or the concluding rites. Okay. Um, we are in approaching the end of part two, mm-hmm. which is the liturgy of the word. Right. So we're the the creed again. We're summarizing and professing what we believe as Christians, okay. and it is as we said already. Uh, it's basically an encapsulation. It's a distillation or crystallization of what we read in Scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're gonna a, like go through every word. No. Oh. Do you want? Can to you go just talk about word? consubstantial? I'll get there. Slow your roll. Oh, I'm sorry. Slow your roll. I didn't. I didn't. Did I say it's time for questions? <laughs> Oh, so hard. <laughs> I'll get this duly noted. Cons, well, dub. because I think it's one that's confusing. I agree. Yeah. And we'll get there. Yeah. Okay. Eventually. <laughs> Tomorrow or next week. Um, <laughs> you referred to the history of this creed already. Yeah. So it came out of two early councils. Nicaea in 325 and Constantinople in 381. The Council of Nicaea was called in response to the first major heresy, at least after the New Testament era. The heresy of Arianism. Arianism was founded by Arius. See how we did that. Uh, And Arius um, denied that Jesus was literally, truly God. Right, right. So the, and there was a lot of um, confusion in the church. Who's right? Who's wrong? Mm-hmm. A lot of confusion in the church. That I feel never like happened. We about that recently. <laughs> time so for another council. The bishops <laughs> got together and said. So this is the first time 
after the apostles that all the bishops of the church gathered. Oh, it's sure. the first ecumenical council, mm-hmm. ecumenical council gathering of all the bishops. Um, so the 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 apostles had gathered, uh, the, the one particular gathering that we really think of as in Acts chapter 15, the Council of Jerusalem, oh, yeah. roughly 50 AD. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after that, there was not another gathering of their successors, the bishops, uh, until 325 because okay. of the Arian crisis. So <clears throat> much of the, uh, the Nicene Creed was crafted to make clear what we believe, what we've always believed, as opposed to this new idea that Arius has come forward with. Okay. We've always worshiped Jesus as God. Arius is he's trying to figure out what does it mean, who the Father, the Son, they're, are they different, are they the same, what's going on? His conclusion on that riddle, that puzzle, was, well, I guess Jesus just isn't God. Uh, and the church, and Nicaea said, no, he is God. We've always believed that, we've, but now we're going to articulate right. uh, in, 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 in a clear way our belief. So you right. get what we, what we proclaim in the Mass with the Nicene, the Nicene Creed. I'll just go mm-hmm. the short version. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. So just real quick on this. So one God. Mm-hmm. The Father, who is the maker of heaven and earth, all things visible and invisible. So everything that's made, mm-hmm. we kind of attribute that, if you will, to the Father. Right. But I believe in one God, the Father Almighty. I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God. So from all ages, he's always been right. Right. With there. He didn't appear later. <clears throat> he didn't appear later. Right. True, God from God, light from light, true God from true God. He is God. Mm-hmm begotten not made so again he was begotten of the father but not made he's he was ever made that means he's created he's not created he's the creator okay. with the father consubstantial with the father through him all things were made for us men for his salvation he came down from heaven and by the holy spirit was incarnate of the virgin mary and became man for our sake he was crucified under pontius pilate he suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the father he will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end so it's a brief encapsulation of the earthly ministry right. of jesus most of that right. but going back to the word you highlighted Begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father, as opposed to not substantial with. The... <laughs> Do you remember what we used to say? Oh, um, gosh, I'd have to go through it. Uh, one in being with the Father. Yeah, exactly. See, I had to had to go yeah, through it. Yeah, in my head. You, you got it. <laughs> so, consubstantial with the Father. This is a real. It's a technical term mm-hmm. um, that refers to the fact that He is of the same. So, consubstantial, substantial substance. Mm-hmm. Um, nature, essence. Okay. Con, co, with. Oh, sure. Jesus is of the same nature. He, 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 he shares the same nature, same substance, same essence as the Father. Okay. It, so, and, and that's, a, that's a technical, again, it's a technical term because Arius, uh, and then there, there were the Arians, and then there were the semi-Arians, <laughs> Also a heresy, trying to like find the middle ground between the Catholics and the Arians, uh, between Athanasius um, representing the the historical view the mm-hmm. and Arius representing this new idea, this mm-hmm. new view, new view. So the semi-Arians tried to like, well, let's just can you be 
kind of like of similar substance. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yeah, the Greek word homoousios means of the same substance. Homoousios of similar substance and heterousios of completely different substance. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Elise is enjoying all of the Latin, Greek, Greek, Greek. Greek. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. you bet. I knew that. What's going I knew on all that there? Greek. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so the, no, no, he is homoousios, the same mm-hmm. substance, the same nature, and in Latin, that's consubstantialum, oh, okay. which in English. Okay is consubstantial. Sure. So it's a technical term because in the early church, this was a big deal. Yeah. And frankly, it's still a big deal. Even though we don't understand, it's a big deal because we're saying the truth about who Jesus is. Because if we're wrong about this... We're wrong about everything. We're wrong about everything. Yeah, and Arianism is not dead, by the way. It keeps popping up in all kinds of different ways. It's like, ooh. It is. Uh, Jehovah's Witnesses would be modern day versions. Yes of the Aryan mm-hmm. perspective, mm-hmm. opinion. <laughs> opinion. Opinion, by the way, the word heresy comes from a Greek word that means opinion. Oh, interesting. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so if you have an opinion, you're a heretic. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your opinions to yourself and don't be a heretic. <laughs> no, that's, I mean, obviously the word has a slightly different nuance today. Um, yeah, so, so consubstantial with the Father basically is a way of more clear, because technically it's not about one in being, it, the word was it, it yeah. was homoousios, one in nature, one mm-hmm. in substance. So one in being is too imprecise. Right. This is a big deal. Yeah. You want to get it right. It, it, it's sort of like if I kept misnaming you, if I called you, you know, Julie or Sarah all the time, that'd be horrible. Uh, if I called you Robin instead of Renee, <laughs> that'd be bad. Let's take your name, though. You're R-E-N-A-E. Uh-huh. If I consistently even misspelled your name, like, that's not me. Right. <clears throat> You're not talking about me. Mm-hmm. And with all due respect to Renee, Jesus is more important than even you. He is. As big a deal as Renee Kranz is, <laughs> the Jesus Renee of Nazareth, the Renee Kranz, <laughs> Jesus Christ is even more important. Yes. So as important as it is to unquote get the spelling right mm-hmm. with you, it's even more important to get the spelling, the grammar of our faith right with regard to Jesus Christ. Right. Yes. So, oh, I feel like right now over. I should quiz you on how to spell my name. <laughs> R E N A E. Okay, good. Did you say that a little bit? Oh, maybe you I did. Got it right. Okay. I got it right. Okay. Rewind the tape. You can rewind the tape later. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so, um, we'll, we'll touch on the rest of the creed a little bit okay. in, in the next episode, but it, it is really important. Even though we might not like deal in these this theological minutia, mm-hmm. uh, this theological jargon or lingo. Or terminology on a regular basis, it really does matter mm-hmm. that when we are proclaiming, we're professing, this is what I believe, mm-hmm. we better get it right. 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 Because they were saying, this is what I believe. So if I, I believe that Jesus is kind of sort of God, no, no, that's not the Christian faith that we've <laughs> right. always believed. Right. So again, the word has been proclaimed. The priest or deacon has helped us to unpack and apply that word to our own lives. And now we are proclaiming, professing, this is what we believe and Mm -hmm. what we've always believed for 2,000 years as Christians. Amen? Amen. Thanks, Renee. Mm -hmm. You bet. And folks, that will wrap up this episode of Ignition. As always, email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org with questions about today's episode or ideas for for future ones. Until next time, may God bless you.